Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 4th of November. India's COVID-19 tally crossed the 83 lakh or 8.3 million mark today. This number includes nationwide COVID recoveries, which rose above 76.5 lakhs. India's recovery rate has now crossed 92%. A little over 46,000 cases were recorded in the country in the last 24 hours, with over 500 new fatalities. The number of active COVID cases in the country remains below 6 lakh for the sixth day in a row. Now moving on to some COVID updates from different parts of the country. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has said that today the national capital is reporting a third wave of coronavirus. Kejriwal told reporters, and I quote, I want to inform the public that Delhi is reporting a surge in COVID-19 cases over the past few days. I would call this a third wave of the pandemic in the city because in the end of September and the beginning of October, daily COVID-19 cases had started to drop below 3,000. Unquote. The chief minister also told citizens that there was no need to panic and added that there was no scarcity of health infrastructure in the capital. Delhi had yesterday reported the highest single-day spike in COVID-19 cases for any city in the country so far, with over 6,700 fresh cases. This took the total number of cases in the national capital to over 4 lakhs. In the past week, the city saw over 5,000 daily cases barring Monday. The rise in positive cases has begun to put strain on the national capital's healthcare system. The demand for COVID beds in private hospitals has gone up. Of over the 15,700 beds earmarked, almost 44% are occupied. While there is an availability of beds at government hospitals, rises have been observed in private ones. In another update from the national capital, on-demand COVID-19 testing facility for domestic and international departing passengers has been started at the Delhi International Airport. In Maharashtra, doctors have written to the central government over non-inclusion of allegedly more than 2 lakh private doctors and healthcare workers in the list of frontline workers eligible to get the first COVID vaccine. The Indian Medical Association has written to the Prime Minister, Union Health Minister, the Chief Minister of Maharashtra and the State Health Minister to look into the matter of what they've described as utter injustice. The association has accused the Maharashtra government of discrimination. The letter blames the Maharashtra Health Secretary for excluding the private doctors in the states. The letter comes in the wake of indications that the country may have a COVID-19 vaccine by early next year. The central government has directed states to make a list of all private and government healthcare workers at the forefront of the battle against COVID-19. Maharashtra remains the worst-hit state in the country with a tally of nearly 17 lakh. The Mumbai police today detained Republic TV editor-in-chief Arnab Goswami for allegedly abetting the suicide of an interior designer in 2018. It is not yet clear if he was arrested as well. Goswami alleged that the police assaulted him while taking him away from his home early in the morning. The interior designer Anvay Nayak and his mother Kumud Nayak were found dead in their home in May 2018. A suicide note purportedly written by Anvay claimed that he had been forced to take his life because of financial problems caused by the non-payment of dues. The dues had not been cleared by the owners of three companies, TV journalist Arnab Goswami of Republic TV, Firoz Sheikh of iCast X or Ski Media and Nitesh Sharda of Smartworks. Arnab owed 83 lakh rupees while the two others owed Nayak's company rupees 4 crores and 55 lakhs respectively. The police had registered an abetment to suicide case but closed it in 2019. In May this year, Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh announced a fresh CID investigation into the case. 
This came after Adnya Nayak, daughter of Anwar Nayak, approached him and complained that the Alibagh police had not investigated the non-payment of dues from Arnab Goswami's Republic TV. Republic TV is also facing a separate investigation by the Mumbai police in connection with the TRP scam. Another FIR had also been registered against Goswami for incitement to disaffection in context of a show in which the channel had said that several officers in the Mumbai police were against the action of Commissioner Parambir Singh. Apart from these, Goswami is also facing two other FIRs for allegedly communalizing incidents like the gathering of migrants outside Bandra railway station and the Palghar lynching of sadhus. Goswami was also recently issued a show-cause notice by the Maharashtra Legislative Assembly that initiated a breach of privilege motion against him. This was done in context of his reportage related to the case of actor Sushant Singh Rajput's death. The police action against Goswami drew condemnation from union ministers of the BJP like Smriti Irani, Prakash Jaurikar, S.J. Shankar, Ravi Shankar Prasad and Amit Shah himself. Shah criticised the Congress and said that the party and its allies had shamed democracy once again. He tweeted, and I quote, Blatant misuse of state power against Republic TV and Arnab Goswami is an attack on individual freedom and the fourth pillar of democracy. It reminds us of the emergency. This attack on free press will be opposed. Unquote. The Editors Guild of India too expressed shock after Goswami's arrest and said that the incident was extremely distressing. Kangana Ranawat wasn't left far behind. She said, and I quote, Before us, so many martyrs' throats were slit, they were hanged for their right to free speech. No matter, you will silence, many others will rise. Unquote. Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh, meanwhile, responded to the rising criticism after the incident. He said, and I quote, Nobody is above the law and Maharashtra police will take appropriate action as per law. Unquote. Deshmukh also said that the case against Goswami was reopened after the interior designer's wife approached a court asking for permission for it. With so many prominent names from the country's union cabinet condemning Goswami's detention, the question arises, can advocacy for press freedom be selective? Shouldn't harassment and even murders of several other journalists garner similar condemnation from the government? India's current ranking in the World Press Freedom Index is 142 out of 180 countries. According to the recently published Global Impunity Index by the Committee to Protect Journalists, at least 36 journalists have been killed in our country since 1992 and only two out of these cases have actually seen convictions. Does this not send out the message that people can get away with killing journalists in our country? News Laundry has consistently been covering incidents of trespasses against press freedom of journalists. I urge you to head over to the media section of newslaundry.com after listening to this podcast. There, you will find reports of how journalists have been arrested and even assaulted in recent years and their press freedom breached. While some prominent names have the support of powerful people in high places, we at News Laundry solely run on your support. This is why we can get you stories that matter, with zero advertisements and without pushing agendas or vested interests. So go to newsonly.com and hit that subscribe button right away. In another update from Maharashtra, at least 10 FIRs have been registered by Maharashtra police against individuals who posted allegedly defamatory content on social media against Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre and his son Aditya Thakre. All the FIRs came after the death of actor Sushant Singh Rajput in June. Following the actor's death, according to the police, coordinated attacks, including trolling and abuse, were launched against the chief minister and his coalition government in the state. Some of the accused have been targeted in multiple FIRs. 
Four individuals named in the FIR have been arrested while police are looking for others. Following Rajput's death, many TV news channels and social media elements had accused the Mumbai police and the Maharashtra government of blocking the investigation. Granting bail to a Punjab resident booked for sedition, the Punjab and Haryana High Court has said, and I quote, In a democracy, every citizen has the right to voice his or her opinions freely and criticise the functioning of the government. However, the same should be done in a decent manner and unparliamentary language should not be adopted. Unquote. The observation was made by a single bench of Justice Sudhir Mittal. Jasveer Singh had been booked for sedition after he had gone live on Facebook and allegedly criticised the functioning of the government during the lockdown. The FIR was registered against Jasveer on April 14th this year. It said, and I quote, The petitioner went live on Facebook and made statements against the unity and integrity of the nation. His statements were also aimed at causing communal disaffection. Thus, the aforementioned FIR was registered inter alia for offences of sedition, hurting religious sentiments and causing communal disaffection. Jasveer's lawyer submitted before the court that the petitioner had been in custody for over six months now and that there had been no other criminal cases pending against him. After going through the transcript of Jasbir's Facebook Live, Justice Mittal said, and I quote again, It appears that the petitioner was unhappy with the lockdown imposed due to coronavirus and the way the pandemic was being handled by the government of India as well as the Punjab government. Thus, he has criticised the functioning of the governments. Definitely intemperate and abusive language has been used against high officials of the government as well as against the elected representatives, but the same thing does not amount to exciting disaffection towards the government established by law or to excite hatred against it. It also does not amount to inciting religious disaffection or disruption of communal harmony. Unquote. The High Court thus ordered that Jasveer be released on regular bail. Thousands of residents of the state of Goa protested throughout the night on Sunday to condemn a series of government projects that included the doubling of southwestern railway tracks. They alleged that this was being done to favour coal companies and to make Goa a coal transportation hub at the cost of its ecology. Protesters claimed that the government had failed to get the required clearances to initiate the work, yet the work had commenced in full swing. People came out in huge numbers to keep vigil by the railway tracks to ensure coal trains did not cross. In response to the protest, State Environment Minister Nilesh Cabral promised a capping mechanism for import of coal yesterday. He also said that the Chief Minister of Goa, Pramod Sawant, would be providing documentary proof in the days to come. Speaking to reporters, Cabral said that Goa would not become a coal hub. He added, and I quote, At present, nearly 10 to 12 million tonnes of coal is imported annually. This will not increase and the government will make sure the quantum of coal import does not increase. Unquote. The projections of Mormugao Port Trust for 2030 showed that they wanted to import over 50 million tonnes of coal. According to the projection, the bulk of imports were going to be divided between the Adani Group, JSW Group and Vedanta. Meanwhile, activists have called for another protest on November 9th when the tracks are expected to be laid out at another village. And now for some international updates. US citizens headed to poll on Tuesday in one of the most consequential elections in American history. With the results gradually trickling in, people around the world have been hooked to the riveting election drama. The worldwide interest in the US election shows the important position the country still holds in global politics. As we record this podcast, Joe Biden has 238 electoral votes and Donald Trump has 213. A candidate needs 270 electoral votes to win the presidency. 
The race has been neck to neck so far, even though the most important battleground states remain too close to call. Trump being Trump, meanwhile, has already claimed victory. He also asserted, without evidence, that the election was being taken from him and said that he would go to the Supreme Court. But it was unclear what sort of Supreme Court challenge he had in mind. He said, and I quote, We all want voting to stop. Unquote. Trump has been arguing for weeks that every ballot should be counted by midnight on election night, even though that is not possible. Election officials in Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania have said that they will not be announcing the winners of their states tonight. Analysts have highlighted the importance of races in the three battlegrounds in the Midwest, where the vote count is expected to take the longest. Trump is leading in these states currently, but absentee ballots that have not been counted yet tilt towards Biden. Biden has been declared the winner of Arizona and its 11 electoral votes. And with Arizona in his kitty, Biden could afford to lose Pennsylvania and still win the election if he wins Wisconsin and Michigan. In a big blow to Biden, however, Trump has won Florida with its 29 electoral college votes. Polls have closed in all 50 states and results have been called in 39 states so far. States to have been called so far for Biden include Arizona, Minnesota, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Virginia, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont and Washington State. Those called for Trump include Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, Dakota, Tennessee, Texas and Wyoming. Because of the high volume of mail-in ballots this year, the counting of votes may not be completed for several days, including in some battleground states. While the election drama continued, the number of coronavirus patients in US hospitals breached 50,000 on Tuesday, the highest level in nearly three months. The surge in infections is threatening to push the nation's healthcare system to the edge of its capacity. Worldwide, 47.4 million people have been infected with the virus so far, out of which 1.21 million have died. Europe, meanwhile, which is experiencing a massive resurgence, passed a bleak milestone after reporting more than 11 million coronavirus cases. After Italy, France and Spain, Austria and Greece became the latest countries on the continent to impose shutdowns. The Dutch Prime Minister too has ordered extra lockdown measures to slow the spread of the virus in the Netherlands. He said that the government is also considering curfews and school closures. Europe has now registered almost 285,000 deaths. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do tune in to the 300th episode of Newslaundry Hafta, where the in-house panel talked about the Bihar Assembly election, France and Islam, and the 2 plus 2 India-US talks. Here is a short audio snippet from the conversation. Nitish uh, has never been a very crowd puller with his oratorical skills. He's a more of an administrative managerial kind of politician. does not go in flourishes big and uh, talking big. That is not a big surprise. Uh, in Bihar, only two parties have cadres, and that is BJP and RJD and, and left parties. JDU... Uh, despite being 15 years in office, uh, is not a very cadre-based party. It does not have a large workforce or people very committed to uh, to coming to rallies or this. Log on to www.newslaundry.com to listen to the complete episode. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.